Hey guys, welcome to the Stunning and Strong podcast. I am your host, Madeline Kirby. I am so excited to have you here. This podcast has been a long time coming. I have filmed it quite a few times and I felt like it wasn't where I wanted to start. And today, after a few events have happened, I feel like I'm truly ready to start this podcast and share my experiences and truly help people because at the end of the day, I'm a personal trainer at heart and all I want to do is help people. And after going through and seeing what I've seen in the industry and this world and my personal experiences, I really feel like sharing what I've gone through has helped not only my clients in the past, but will help other people in the future. Because this world is crazy when it comes to the fitness industry, fitness facilities, and anything that has to do with weight, food, nutrition, you can't get a straight answer. And unfortunately, I'm not here to say that I have a straight answer for everything, but I have my personal experiences in which my clients have greatly, greatly valued, and I think I can share and add value to other people as well. Now, where this all started, now why did I come up with Stunning and Strong? I think you need to understand why I came up with that. It's because when I was creating something, I find it so important to be strong. Now, when I talk about strong, I mean physically, I mean mentally, and I mean emotionally. That's something I feel like as people we want to be, and it's hard. It is so hard, and I am not great at it at all. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been really good at it. I wouldn't even say I am good at it right now, but I am trying and going through things, and I think that's valuable to sit here in front of you and say, I have been through the ringer when it comes to physically strong, physically weak, emotionally strong, emotionally weak, mentally strong, and mentally weak. And I just want to share my experiences because I don't feel like we have enough people being honest out here. This is not aesthetically pleasing. I have a door behind me, a door, but natural lighting. I didn't really want to work too hard for the lighting, but I'm just who I am. And my clients have appreciated that. And that's something I brought into the fitness industry when I became a personal trainer. I am who I am. I have been through it. I have struggled, continue to struggle, am struggling with my mentality when it comes to weight, food, exercise, fitness, life, stress. And I come into that, my clients knowing I'm just a real person about that. And I want to share my experiences because this podcast has created because my clients, when I was leaving them and coming out here, um, we're currently in Texas for uh, my husband's work. When I was moving out here, all my clients had the exact same thing to say. I'm going to miss talking to you. I'm going to miss the way you looked at things, how you approach certain topics, the way you looked at, you know, food, exercise. And I wanted to continue that because if I could help them, I know I can help at least one person out there with my mentality of things because I have been through it when it comes to exercise. I have fluctuated in weight. I have fluctuated when it comes to my relationship with food. I have struggled when it comes to life. I mean, who hasn't, I think, when it comes to life? Well, the eating and the exercise thing has not helped. And I want to talk about that. As I talk about these things and my personal experiences, I mean, you're going to be hearing about when I was 12 and I was looking at the 17 magazines and I didn't look like them and I hated myself for that. Now, that's not 17 magazines fault and the way I saw myself, but there were other factors going on in my life that I don't really feel comfortable at the moment talking about. Maybe one day I will, but when I was reading these 17 magazines, I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't look like these women. I didn't dress the way they said, you know, in like 17 magazine, like they would have like those cute little like 
outfit suggestions and things like that. Like I never had those and I always wanted them. But when I would put anything remotely on that, I would hate the way I looked because I didn't look like the girls in the magazine. And you could say, well, you know, that's not their fault. I understand that. But that's where it started for me, especially some other things happening in my life and things were being said to me. And on top of that, bullying, that definitely had a huge aspect. I was very, very bullied in private school. And it did have an impact on my image of myself as well from a very, very young age. That translated into my relationship with food because I was beating myself up over food at a very young age. And really, to this day, I'm still working on my relationship with food. I think my relationship with food over these last two years has been the best it's been. But I know deep down that I know it's not always going to be this way. Like I do tend to fall off and then come back on. Like I didn't tend to yo-yo, but my mentality has definitely gotten better over these past couple of years. I think not only from my um, time in the fitness industry, but the amount of research I have started putting into my health, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. When you hear me talk about things or I'm going to give you my opinion on things, just know they are personal experiences. And I will let you know from the, what personal experiences. When I sit here and you're kind of getting to know me, I'm a little bouncy of topics. Um, I'm terrible at keeping up the same topic going on. So if I bounce a little or you can't follow, I apologize. That's just my personality. I promise you it's, it's even in person. You'll, you'll, you'll hear me do it. So from these personal experiences, from, you know, growing up with my self-image issues, I really think that's what brought me into the space that I'm in being a personal trainer for people with diabetes, bariatric surgery, limitations, are people who are just outright scared of coming to the gym. And I had, I would say, a bit of understanding where they came from. Because when you go to a gym, it's scary. I won't lie to you. Whenever I go to a new gym, I get scared. You know, I I, I feel like when I came into this industry, my decision to keep my authentic self, my morals, um, to be honest with my clients, to say, hey, I actually don't know anything about that, but I can come back to you with an answer. That really set me apart when it came to the industry. And it made people open up to me a little bit more. And I think that's when I started to realize that my history with eating and exercise really helped these people because I would tell them, like I had clients tell me, they would go, Madeline, you look really good. Like you must really watch what you eat and everything. I was like, no, actually I'm not. (laughs) I said, I'm going through a really hard time right now and I'm the most stressed I've ever been. And I have not been eating really what I supposed to be doing. Um, I haven't been feeling that great and I just really haven't been on track. And they would look at me and they're like, oh, I said, so I kind of go along the lines of definitely do as I say, not as I do right now. And I said, But I know where to get back on track and I'd be doing exactly what you're doing right now if I was trying to get back on track. I'd do the exact same exercises you're doing and I would do exactly the amount of time and the amount of time, uh, the amount of sets and reps and time that you're doing. And they would be like, oh, okay. And they would understand that I was, I'm someone who, what I say is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to mislead you. Now, the only people who I would make do... The only clients which I would maybe have them do exercises I don't always do or maybe clients who have not been to the gym in years. I had a lot of my gestational diabetes clients who had not been in the gym in years and years and years and years. And so we did things very much different, especially with my walker clients, did things very different. So each person, different situations. With me being very honest with people, that really 
got me in trouble <laughs> in this industry. Um, another big topic that I really want to talk about, not only like my experiences and how I got through some things and I'm working through some things, but this fitness facility awfulness. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I am definitely going to make a whole episode about this because I was a baby PT. I had no experience in this world when it came to personal training. I had personal trained my, like, my family, which let alone personal training my family should have been like five years of experience. I love them, but five years of experience, hands down. But I was a fresh baby PT. I was applying to jobs. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was COVID. I graduated May of 2020 and I had my graduation October of 2020. It was a rough year to be a personal trainer. Gyms were closed. Nobody was going. It was a rough year. And I was applying to all these places. I had a bachelor's degree for Pete's sake. Nobody cared. Nobody. So I applied to a commercial chain gym and I got accepted like super fast. And I was like, Finally, like I was like, this is great. This is where I'm going to start. I'm going to, I was just so excited and I knew personal trainers made good money. And I was like, this is finally my break after dealing with COVID. Oh, if only I had known. It was a great experience. Taught me a lot of what not to do and not to say, but it showed me the amount of awful trainers there are out there and the things they would do and say to their clients, the things that the fitness facility management would do to clients and members it was borderline like scamming honestly and let alone when I was hired and told things I I'm, I, I read my contract I that's why I have to be careful what I say because I read my contract it was a enormous contract like I could wish I could show you it was like that thick for a personal trainer now you're like Madeline liability like got no like there was like a borderline NDA in there like to this day, I am not allowed to like badmouth them. Like I cannot, I have to be careful what I say. And, and that's why I'm going to stick to my personal stories and what I personally witnessed. But it was insane. And so let me tell you, when I got hired there and I saw that people were pushing supplementation to people who did not need supplementation at that time people they were saying things that weren't correct they were saying things like well this is research-based and of course me being the little nerd that I am I went and looked at the research the research was done by the nutritional supplementation company what that's biased research like that's not a it's like when we were in school, in college, we would literally get like research articles and we would literally go, what in here makes this biased? We would take the um, people who did the research, like how could they be biased? We would take the people who were in the research. Could they be like not a great group? Like, are we testing on teenagers? Are we testing on older adults? Like things like that. How many people dropped out? Were the results actually results or are they just kind of not really substantial results? And when I saw this, the management of this facility was telling personal trainers to say things like, 
they have to be taking a multivitamin. They have to be taking fish oil. They have to be taking whey protein. They have to be taking this. Everyone needs to do this. You need to make sure all your clients are buying this. All your clients are taking this. And here's why. The research shows that they should be taking. The research shows this is the best on the market. There's no lawsuits. And I'm sitting here going, I'm sorry, but this sounds too good to be true. (laughs) If this was the best supplementation on the market, um, first off, we would, I would have heard about it. Like, I mean, we would know, we would know. I mean, there's Facebook, social media. We would know if there's this end all of all best supplementation. It's too good to be true. And my suspicions were correct. It was biased research, as I said earlier. Um, the no lawsuits thing, I prefer not to comment on. Um, and the educational videos that we had to watch, like the, 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 owner of the supplementation brand would like give us videos he would tell us wild things things that like if you heard you'd be like nah Madeline that's not true like I don't believe you and I'd be like that's fine I didn't believe I heard it either but I did so I want to touch on that like I think the world needs like we know about MLMs we know about the scammers that scam older people we need to know about the fitness facility scams and the things that they do behind the scenes to take your money and pressure you into things. The things that they do to pressure you into signing contracts, the things they tell personal trainers to say to get you to sign contracts, because if you sign the contract, there's no way of getting out of it. And I mean that, unless it's like severe and you have to go through every loophole in the book. Not only that, but to leave these gyms, oh my gosh, to leave these gyms, you need like the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, like a a letter from your hospital saying you were born like it is insane to get out of these gyms or to leave them because I mean it's insane I had to protect a few of my clients before I left but ultimately I had to leave because if you can't tell my morals did not align I did not lie when people ask me about this brand if I bought it I said no I don't I have another brand that I really like and I use and I got in so much trouble, like so much trouble. I'm not going to sell my soul to this fitness facility. And I'm not going to lie to people because once you start lying to people, that's it. They will never trust you again. And we see that all the time on TikTok. I, I don't need any of this. I, I When I die, all this is here. All I'm going to leave is my reputation and how my clients and how people see me. And I'm not going to risk that just for a few dollars. It's not worth it. And I I stand by that. And that's why I had to leave, ultimately going to my next job, which was amazing across the board. I worked for a, my, I guess I shouldn't say. Well, no, I can say I worked for a hospital. It's on my LinkedIn. I worked for a hospital and they were fantastic and I loved them. They were everything opposite of that. And I wish them all the, all the business in the world because they were people who knew what they were doing. Oh my gosh, not even, I haven't even mentioned health screening. Oh, I will have to do a whole episode on Mike's, like probably a couple episodes on the things that this commercial gym, like didn't even really do health screenings. It was insane. Insane. To then go to a gym that did everything correctly, I literally almost cried. It was amazing. But what I'm trying to say in all this is this podcast, I want to educate people. I want to help people. And I really just want to be out here telling my stories because I have told these stories to my clients and my clients are like, how do people not know? And I'm like, well, I guess people don't say anything. And they're like, people need to know. And I'm like, I kind of agree, but who's going to do it? And I'm like, well, I'll be the whistleblower. Sure. What do I, I mean, really? I mean, I'm starting this brand because 
I want people to be, I want people to see the authentic side of personal training, of fitness, of being healthier. And that's why I started it. And also when I was starting this brand, I imagined just someone coming to my page and feeling confident and safe and knowing that what I was showing was what I believed in. I mean, that's just who I am. That's why I love people. I think that's why people like me. I don't judge I've had clients, oh my gosh, I've had clients come in and tell me things and I heard them and I respected it and I never judged. It is not my place to judge. I've had clients walk in and tell me things and they're like, I just need you to listen. I don't need your opinion. I just need to, I just need a lending ear. Absolutely. And I didn't say anything. I listened and I agreed with them and I helped them where I could basically by saying, I'm sorry you're going through this and I want you to know that I hear you. And I will be thinking about you. That's the person I am. And I think my brand will reflect that. That's why I chose stunning and strong. Because you can be stunning in so many ways. Like you can be stunning in clothes. You can be stunning doing a workout. Like, But my brand is stunning and strong. Because I feel like stunning doesn't have a label. You can be stunning doing anything. And you can be strong doing anything. You can be strong doing a lift. You can be strong walking into the gym. You can be strong while enduring something. You can be a strong person mentally. You can be a strong person physically and emotionally. And I want my brand to translate that. And that's what I feel like I, that's who I am as a, I feel like as a personal trainer and as a person. And that's what I want this podcast to be. I want to be your friend. I want you, I want you to feel safe. I want you to know when I'm talking about something in a personal experience or I say something and I make a statement about something, you know that I'm, it's coming from me authentically because I feel like in this fitness industry, we really question a lot of authenticity. When that job told me things, it was, and I, I questioned them because you should question, you should question me. Um, and if I do reference research on my, if you're listening on my podcast, I'm going to try to post all the videos of me talk, like I'm going to have a video of my podcast, I will link the research. So if I ever say something and I'm like, there's research, just know I will literally have a little box at the bottom saying research. Um, I will not be linking anything that links back to my old job though, just because I want to be respectful and I want to be careful of my contract, obviously. So, um, but if I say research, like research shows that blah, 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 blah. You'll see the research below. And I probably have a couple articles because oftentimes I do see a lot of um, TikTokers and Instagram reels and Facebook reels. Like they all say these things like, well, research shows. I'll be like, show me the research. And they won't show me the research. They just says research shows. And you're like, show me the car facts. Like show me the car facts. Like show me the research facts. I don't believe you. And when they give me the article, I want to read it because I want to know, is this done on men? Is this done on women? Is this done on young teenagers? Because it's it does matter. So question everything I say. We're going to question things. I think that should be a great thing. If you guys have something you want me to talk about and question or even show you research on, I would be more than happy. I'm going to talk about everything from faith, fitness to anything fun in between, anything I want to talk about. So this is basically like an intro to what you can expect. I just recently posted some toxic things that happened at the fitness facility I used to work at. 
And I actually got a lot of comments on people who went through horrific things. So I think my next episode, um, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about my experience. I think I'm going to honestly talk about why I think that gym was overall like mimicking a pyramid scheme. Like I don't think they were exactly a pyramid scheme, but I do think they were similar to a pyramid scheme and how they... You know how in MLM, they go after people who will then recruit more people? Well, I feel like they went after new personal trainers who would then try their hardest to get more clients. And the more clients they had enrolled in this certain program, the more money it generated for the gym. But you can only have so many clients due to other people trying to get the clients. So like it was a lot of floor pulls, cold calling, messaging. Sounds like an MLM, right? In the future, I do want to talk about my personal stories when it comes to fitness and exercise and topics that I see floating around on TikTok or things that I want to talk about. If you have a question about my particular, um, what I've gone through as a personal trainer, or you just have any questions in general about me, or you want to hear more about a certain story that I feel comfortable talking about, please let me know. Go on my Instagram, message me, or anything like that. But I am very thankful that you took the time to listen. I'm sure I'll have feedback and all nice, all nice feedback, critique, like not nice as in like nice words, but like, hey, I suggest we'll be will be very appreciative. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the end. I look forward to our next episode. I'm definitely going to have to have, it's definitely going to be a lot longer because I definitely want to go into detail, like extreme detail. I want to go into my journey with this gym and the absolute brainwashing they tried to do to me. I also would love to tell you I will I will put it on the screen of my YouTube video and I will also like like read it out the things that they said to me for being a personal trainer like what they said like my regional manager said to me as a personal trainer because I didn't fall into the brainwashing I also would love to tell you about the talks and lectures that we were put through and the absolute toxic mentality they would try to push us into so i hope you guys enjoyed this first intro and let me know what you guys want to hear i hope you have a wonderful and blessed day and remember to stay stunning and strong bye guys